Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rodrigo here, and I have the man of the hour, former hedge fund manager Mark Petrino, traded with multi-billionaires of the likes like Steve Cohen, who managed about like $40 billion in assets, and Mario Gabelli, another you know, multi-billionaire. Mark Petrino has 20 years of experience of trading in Wall Street. Now, for those of you that don't know, Mark is part of our amazing Benzinga Trading School. He's the chief educator there, and I can tell you personally as a trader, I've learned a lot from him, which has helped me make more money pretty much in short in the markets. We're going to be here talking about a couple of trade ideas, a couple of market uh, events that are happening, and really how you can prepare, right? Joining our community, just so you know, guys, only for today, we have this Twitter thing that we're doing for the trading school, and you can join literally for $7 for seven days for a trial. If you don't like it, if you don't, for any reason, you get your money back. After the seven days, it's $14.97 for the year. But just keep in mind, we are trading as a community, going through classes, lessons, live with Mark Petrino. So um, the post, I'm sorry, the link to join is going to be posted there. Um uh somewhere here in the space but without further ado let's go ahead and bring in the man of the hour mark petrino hey hey rodrigo hey mark what's up man how are you i would say you're the man of the hour i'm not the man of the hour <laughs> look man you've helped me so much mark um you know how it is man but tell me how was the class today what what, what class did you guys see today um today we did our uh, class seven which is on how to look at broader things in the market. It's, um, I would say it's like a, a, a way to look at the market in a macro sense, like from a top down. Like the first thing we look at would be the S&P 500. Then we look at the sectors within there, within the S&P 500. There's 11 sectors. And a lot of times if you examine the activity within the sectors, you can get really good insight into which way the broader markets are going to move. And we've been pretty, um, you know, since the class started, we've been pretty good. And people say to me, like, you know, well, you know, Mark, you make all these great calls and everything. And it's like, I really don't. I just watch the market and let the market tell me what to do. And when we see we're at a support level and we're oversold and it breaks a downtrend, well, then we think about getting it on the long side or buying it. Um, so we really just focus on these basic fundamentals. Today's an interesting day, though, because there's two stories out there that I think are really bearish for the market. Um, and, uh, you know, like usual, the media is not really talking about them. But one of them is um, S&P Global. You know, S&P, it's not just like the S&P index. It's like there's the S&P 500, the S&P this, the S&P that. One of the other things the S&P does is they rate bonds. Because if you're someone who wants to invest in the bond market, you want to know how safe that bond is. For example, you've, people have listening have probably heard like, oh, it's a triple A rated bond or it's a it's a double B rated bond or it's a it's a junk bond or whatever. Well, basically, what S&P said is things are so messed up that they're not going to even bother trying to get a forecast for this uh you know, they're they're suspending their forecasts. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And I'm reading the release right here. They're saying, um, and this comes right from the release. Rated uh, 
rated build issuance, rated or build issuance, that's of the, of the bonds, could be approximately 30 to 35 cent lower than the previous year. Now, let me try to put that into English, right? Simple English. Companies don't take money out of the register to pay their their bills. They they have these revolving lines of credit that they take with banks or they issue bonds or, you know, basically what S&P is saying is they expect the issuance of this debt to be down like 30 to 35 percent, which means that's a nice way of saying they think businesses could contract by 30 or 35 percent because, you know, you're going to need much less money. So people aren't going to be issuing issuing bonds so that's a really that's a really um in my opinion that seems to be a pretty negative story and bearish for the market when you have the leading rating agency saying you know things are so messed up we don't know what's going on and we're going to just we're just we're just going to not put out any ratings it's it's like equivalent of you know you own a restaurant and you say man you know things are going to be so bad i'm just not going to open you know I, i mean so so that's big news the others big story that which actually came out yesterday but it's kind of making the rounds today is that the person who is the head the director of the uh, iea the international energy uh, association said that this summer coming up here we can have oil shortages that were like back in the 70s um he says, I'm just reading here, IA chief warns that the summer fuel shortages and a triple energy crisis will outstrip the oil shocks of the 70s. So, um, and then basically he says that back then it was just about oil, but now it's about electricity and gas. So here's the thing, you know, I don't want to really scare everybody or anybody, but these are definitely things that are of concern. And we have to understand that in the stock market, there are ways that we can actually profit by this stuff. For example, Market starts going down. Well, there are inverse ETFs that trade opposite to the market that will start going higher. We also have a lot of students that trade options. So if the market goes down, they could consider buying put options on on that. A put option will go higher if the stock that it's based on goes lower. And in terms of all this inflation and so forth, you know, we can invest in companies that benefit inflation. Like, for example, ExxonMobil is trading close to or, you know, maybe not an all-time high, but a multi-year high. So, you know, it seems like things are pretty bad, Rodrigo. And I and I think they and I think they are. But I also think that, you know, there's there's going to be going to be ways to profit. And eventually, right. re- you know, eventually things will recover, but it'll probably take longer than people think. And that's really one of the things I learned. And look, I mean, the most important thing. And it doesn't matter what you're trading. You could be trading penny stocks, options, spreads, crypto, scalping. Give me every type of trade you want. It, none of them will work if you can't read a chart. Right, Mark? Yeah, because because tr- trading is based on it's, – it's essentially based on liquidity. And it's essentially based on price levels. There are different amount of liquidity at different price levels. That's why some price levels are very important for a particular stock or crypto or whatever it is you're trading, and some price levels aren't. So by knowing which price levels are the important ones, that gives us our edge. That gives us that's like the roadmap to the market, understanding where the resistance is, understanding where the support is. And the classes, we teach basic fundamentals. And one of the fundamentals is that in, in, in the market, there are certain price levels that are more important than others. 
Now, that's never going to change. As long as there are financial markets, that's always going to be the case, right? And it doesn't matter if you're in the crypto market, the bond market, the currency market. Um, but what does change is the actual market, what's going on day to day. So the way I like to do the class, the way we thought about it is we spend part of the time talking about the fundamentals, like, for example, the importance of price levels, how to identify what's the support level, what's the resistance level, why do levels switch back and forth from support and resistance. And then on that particular day, we would go look into the actual market and see what's going on in the market right now and see what important levels are being tested. Because, you know, Rodrigo, you can go get yourself a book, right? Like technical analysis. And it's like everyone's a genius in hindsight. You know what I mean? They're not going to put the charts of like, oh, here, here's where I was wrong about this one. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but this way we can apply the theory or the principles to the market in real time. And I think that's really what makes us different than other places. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, man, without technicals, can't call yourself a trader. But, you know, we go over so much more than technicals in the class. I mean, you have chapters like momentum, levels, trends, investment psychology. And let me stop there because investment psychology is really not talked about much. But even if you can read a chart, because there's a there's a million ways to lose money in the market, right? A million ways to lose money in the markets. But like the investment psychology part, Mark, nobody talks about it. But if, if you don't have the right, you know, mindset for trading, nothing's going to work either, right? Yeah, that's really the, the, the most important thing. Um, it's like, you know, it's, and I, and I, like, I use the analogy of it's the equivalent to, you know, having a gym, you know, it, gyms are only great, but you, gyms are great, but you have to have the self-discipline to use them. And it's like a trading system or a trading method is great. But what happens is when people get real money on the line, it messes with their emotions and it makes them make dumb mistakes. So, you know, I, when I worked for Stevie going, it was, it was a long time ago. But I do distinctly remember him giving an interview to the Wall Street Journal. And I think it was only the second interview that he had ever given. And, you know, at the time, he wasn't a household name like he is now. Um, but the guy from, you know, we all listened to the call, obviously. And the guy that was the reporter kept asking him, like, well, what is your you know, strategy? Do you use this strategy? Do you use that strategy? You know, moving average crossovers, reversions, blah, 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 blah. And he basically kept saying over and over, Look, all of these systems can work if you stick with them. The most important thing is the emotions. It's having the emotional discipline. That's why a lot of people, um, and even people who are probably listening right now, they can come up with these strategies on paper that work. But when they actually put real money on the line, it makes them do silly things, right? Like it's easy in a paper strategy if you're just, all right, well, my strategy says I'm going to buy this stock at. I'm going to buy a thousand shares at 10 and I'm going to sell it if it gets to 15. Well, it's easy to sit there and watch the market and think like, oh, hey, this is great. It's going to, it's at 11, it's at 12, you know, it's at 13, it's at 14, it's at 15. Oh man, I just made 50% on paper. But now pretend you had real money, you know, pretend that was $10,000. All of a sudden it's at 11. It's like, oh, wait a second. I got a thousand dollar profit here. You know, should I take it? Let me hold on. It goes to 12. I got a $2,000 profit here. You know, oh, that's, that's real money, man. I could pay some bills. You know, I got to now it goes to 13. I got a $3,000 profit. You know, it's, the, it's the, the, the people that have the emotional discipline 
to let their winners run and to cut out of their losers before they get too big are the ones that are successful. And that all comes down to psychology. You know, a lot of people think you can mastermind the market or you can, it's like some chess game and there's like some way you can come up with some artificial intelligence or some computer driven thing that can figure it all out. But you have to understand the market is basically people. When you're buying or selling a stock, there's someone else out there in the world who has the opposite opinion of you, you know, um, and that that person has emotions just like you do. So that's why markets do irrational things. I mean, for, like right now, the market's down, what, one percent? What has happened in the world that has made the market be one percent less valuable than it was yesterday? It's like nothing other than investor perceptions. So if you don't understand investment psychology and you, if you don't understand that that's part of the game, you're you're probably doomed to failure. You know, it's uh, four or five years ago when all these big AI funds started coming around. These guys could, could raise money without even trying. People were just like, you know, throwing money at them. Um, and the performance of all these places has actually been really bad. It's, it's worse than bad. Some of them, it's been abysmal. And that's because the, the, the statistics and the probability stuff that these AI funds use um, assume that people are rational. And, you know, Rodrigo, if, if people were rational when it came to money, there wouldn't be, you know, lotteries, right? <laughs> rational and money, they just don't go together. <laughs> yeah, pe people are completely irrational. And and we're susceptible to herd mentality, right? And and I think that gets a lot of people into trouble in the market because they'll be in some chat room or they'll be in some group. And then someone will say, oh, I'm going to buy this stock. And someone else will say, I'm going to buy it. And they want to be part of the pack, right, or part of the herd. And, like, I love the, this analogy because you can see it pretty much every day If is if you're driving down the highway and you come to a toll booth and there are, you know, 20 different lanes, the odds are there's going to be, like, a big line into one lane and the people that just come just jump on that line. But if you think, oh, let me look around the lane – or we're around the traffic and it's like, Oh, that lane's got a green light up there. So I'm just going to go and drive through that one. And then you go and you drive through it and you look in your mirror and you see people following you. But that's, that's the herd mentality. That's people not thinking logically. That's your instinct. Oh, I gotta, I gotta be with the group. You know what I mean? Um, so if you can break away from that, you can make, you, you can make money in the market. I mean, that's the, that's the secret. There is understanding that people are irrational uh, you know, Rodrigo, if if someone was to say to me, what's the one real secret about being a successful trader? I would say it's this. It's understanding that you have not evolved in a way that is conducive to making money. When it comes to money, people just get irrational. I mean, how, how many people do you know that, you know, if they want to buy a new washing machine, they'll spend two weeks like looking for wait, waiting for it to go on sale, you know, shopping around. But then they'll they'll go into some chat room and they'll see some. You know, some guy like so someone will be like, oh, you should buy this stock. And then they'll throw like a couple of thousand dollars at it without even thinking, you know, Rodrigo. So it's like if, if the irrationality of other people, though, is why we can make money in the market. Right. And that's something that look, I mean, when you start trading, Mark, um, I mean, when when people start trading, right, the first thing that they're thinking about is let me get this money in here and I'm going to start trading right now. They're not thinking about education. You know when they think about education, and I know because I've talked to about 7,000 traders since I've been here <laughs> the past year or two, they think about education after they blow up their account. They think about education 
after they get it. You know, it's like you try to get insurance after you get an accident. Like, it's it's. It, I would just really recommend to just from the beginning get go. And look, you could even be trading already. And if you're not getting the P and L that you want, something's not working. So th- that's really where I'm trying to get at. Where I wish that everybody would start with the right fundamentals, the right education for trading. Because this whole concept, I get it. You don't have to get a degree to be successful in life. I 100% agree. However, in trading, you do need to know some things to get started. I'm not saying you need a bachelor's and a master's degree, but you do need to get some education because ultimately the brokerage, they're happy with you pumping in money and blowing up your account. They're still making money out of you and out of a million more retail traders that blow up their account. In Benzinga, we're the totally opposite because literally our goal is to help you become a successful trader we don't care how many trades you make or you know that sort of stuff so ultimately i guess it comes down to the model maybe i get it it's a business model for the uh big brokerages you and me we're just another retail trader number for them but in benzinga it's not like that we know you by your first name and we want to make sure that you can prove because we see as additional income times are tough you can't pick up another job you can't pick up more hours all you can do is find a way to make more money within that time. And that's where I've seen people in trading succeed. You know, when they message me and it's like, hey, man, I was able to make three months paychecks, you know, with the trading school. I'm really happy, blah, blah, blah. I'm able to. So let's say in short there, Mark, um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right. You can hear me now. I can hear you can you. hear me now? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what yeah. I was saying is yeah. that. Um, it's just crazy how, you know, these brokerages let people go into the, these accounts with, you know, 50, 100, 200,000 dollars. They blow up their account and it, it's just crazy. But look, they make money out of that. And unfortunately, we don't. Right. <laughs> well, I say fortunately, the way that uh, we process things here in the trading school is that you get in there, you try it for seven days for seven dollars. If you don't think you can learn from trading there, you get your money back. But for seven dollars, I'll tell you, it's a hell of a lot better than blowing up your account. And it's, <laughs> it's just really unfortunate because I get those calls and I am the one who has to talk to these retail traders after they blow up their account. And I ask the questions. I ask the right questions. Why did this happen? Did you did you ever take any sort of course, any sort of education? No, I take nothing. So ultimately, this is we're doing this to help retail traders out there start improving because it's 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 not a coincidence that like 90% of traders fail in their first year. It's not a coincidence, guys. Yeah, it's um you know there's there's a lot of different reasons why people fail and you know one the most common reason I hear is cuz I say to someone, "Well, why'd you buy that stock?" and they're like, "I don't know." You know, they they were just guessing. Um and like tomorrow actually is our class on um how to build trading models and, and think about trading strategies. So that's going to be something that we're going to be talking about tomorrow. And, you know, in my, with my background, you know, I worked for Steve and Mario, um, but I also did stints three different places or five years each where I was a head of trading at institutional money managers and the money managers, you know, we have various products, including hedge funds, mutual funds, all sorts of different funds. So I've pretty much have seen it all. Um, so the class is not like, you know, how to do exactly what Mark Petrino does. The class is about, this is what's going on in the market. Here's how markets work. Here's why things act differently at a top than they do at a bottom. 
some of the students are, are day traders, some are options traders, some are swing traders, some are, uh, you know, thinking about long-term buy and hold, how to, how to read a, an income statement. Um, you know, so we do, we cover the whole gambit because I think trading really comes down to three things. One, it's like, you got to understand the trading styles and so forth, right? Whatever your system is going to be. Um, you got to understand that the market acts differently at different times. So part of trading is being, you know, kind of fluid and agnostic and going along with what's going on in the market. I mean, think of how much things have changed just since we started the class in September. You know, we went through a major top. We've had some sell. We had, you know, huge sell offs. Um, so that's part two is understanding that the market acts differently at different times. And then the part three is the psychology that we talked about. You got to go into the market like kind of agnostically and let the market tell you what to do. If you think you're going to beat the market, you're going to lose because, you know, no, no one in the history of mankind has. I don't mean beat it by outperform it, but like outguess it. Right. So, you know, if you go in one day and you're looking for trade ideas and it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to buy Apple. Maybe I'll get lucky. Well, you know, maybe you'll get lucky, but in the long run, you're probably going to lose money. But if you start looking through the markets and say, oh, gee, this one particular stock is really oversold and it's also gotten to a level that was support and it looks like it's starting to reverse. Well, then there is an, is an actual trading idea that's based on logic. And not just guessing, right? So I hear that a lot from the the, the students that lose money, Rodrigo, is that, you know, it, it, it all comes down to emotions. You know, they guess, they hold on to their losers for too long. They listen to people that don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, we've seen recently trading, uh, other trading schools have just paid big fines for misleading advertising and so forth. You know, because these are some of these people that have never seen a bear market before. They've, you know, if if you started trading in August of 2010 and quit in December of 2021, you would have thought the market's pretty darn good. But, you know, now we're in a bear market and things are starting to act very differently. Um, I just just one quick thing, Rodrigo, is like if something is at a bottom after a downtrend and it makes a really big, strong, powerful move higher, that's a bullish sign. It usually continues. But say something's going in an uptrend and it's been trending higher for a few weeks and then all of a sudden there's a big, strong, powerful move higher. Well, that could be a sign that, that it's ending. It's like the uh, the last people that have been waiting for to get a better price finally said, I'm not waiting anymore and I'm jumping in. So that's an example of how action at a at a bottom is different than action at a top. So these are the type of things that we talk about every day. Yeah, and the conversations obviously get a lot deeper. I wish we could show them, but Twitter Spaces doesn't let us, like they only let us do this thing by audio. So we can't really show you guys like the school, but here's what I got to say. Um, if you are a trader and maybe you haven't been getting the right results that you want, or if you're a new trader and you want to do this right, right? If you want to do this the right way, not just go in there and try a whole, whole bunch of stuff out there and end up blowing up your account. If you want to do this the right way with a community that's helping you trade, talking to each other throughout the whole day, live classes with Mark, I honestly think that this is a no-brainer. For $7 for seven days, I'm telling you, the people that I talk to on the phone have blown up accounts of $200,000, $300,000 or more. I'm telling you, 
a yearly subscription on learning how to trade is probably going to be the best investment you will make in your life. I promise you that. Um, but all right, back to this stuff. And by the way, for you, all you guys that are like DMing me and all that stuff, I can see it. It's on fire, guys. Um, the link to join the seven-day trial for $7, it's right there in the space. You can see it right now. It says learn how to trade $7 for seven days. All you do is click there, get the $7, and you can access the school today. And tomorrow, uh, what is the class that you have tomorrow, Mark? So all the people that join here can, can be aware. Um, it's it's trading, uh, building trading models and different trading strategies. Yes, good. Yeah, that that's a... Uh, I do like that class. I obviously like all of them. I'll tell you, I do have a couple favorite ones. Um, I love the investment psychology one because I feel that, look, maybe some, maybe we have different weaknesses as traders, right? Like maybe my problem is that I don't sell when I'm up, right? But somebody else might have a problem that as soon as they buy, they the stock goes down. And there's reasons why that happens. Um, but obviously each class has a different purpose. But personally, me, um, I love the investment psychology class because I feel that's like kind of towards my main problem of maybe just, you know, being maybe too greedy instead of taking, you know, full profits, I'll end up taking half instead or, or maybe none even sometimes. Maybe I could be up on a trade, 20000 and then I'll end up leaving flat or down a couple hundred. Who knows? Um, so everybody has different faults and strengths as a trader. But the most the best trader is the complete trader. And. If you are advanced, that's fine. We have classes that I'm telling you, you're going to like them. And uh, at, at the end of the day, you're trading and learning with Mark Petrino, somebody that traded with the biggest, the biggest and most famous like traders out there, Steve Cohen and Mario Gabelli. Look them up. But um, I appreciate all you do, Mark. It's helped me personally a lot. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So are, is there I know you you have a lot of stocks and watch lists that you're going over there um, here in the market. As far as the markets, um, well, do you have any concerns about the economy, the consumer, this whole China thing escalating? I see more planes coming in by. It's, it's becoming more of an, uh, an often thing. What, where do you think we could end up going in the markets? I heard Jamie Dimon said to prepare for the worst uh, today. And when that guy says that, it freaks me out. So I don't know. Oh, I think we could go significantly lower. Um, you know, if you, you know, here's the thing: like a lot of people that are listening are probably are probably younger, and you all you've known is a bull market. But you know, like I don't want to scare anyone, but back in 2000, after the Nasdaq bubble popped, you know, it went down 80 percent, right? They, you know, there's been a lot of periods in our country's history where when markets go down, they go down for a long time. So this isn't just a blip. I mean, we could be going into a whole new thing here that could last a, a year or a couple of years. Um, but there are ways to profit from it. But um, I just want to address something, uh, you know, which is a common misconception of this whole notion that you can't beat the market and you can't outtime the market. Well, I will tell you that you know, I like Rodrigo said, I know people that have done incredibly well because they can time the market. Um, you know, we've had this whole buy and hold myth. Well, that's great when the market just goes up. Right. It's great to buy and hold. But did you know that the Dow Jones first hit a thousand, the one thousand level in 1965? And it didn't cross it until 1982. So if you went buy and hold in 1965, you wouldn't have made money 
for 15 or 16 years. All right. And, you know, we talked about the supply shortages or potential oil crisis uh, that the the director of the IEA mentioned. And, you know, one of them that he refers to in the 70s was the Yom Kippur War. And that drove oil from a thousand. I'm sorry, that drove the Dow, drove the Dow Jones from a thousand down to uh, 600. So that was a 40 percent decline. So if we look at our Dow Jones, you know, the recent all time high here is thirty six thousand. So, you know. So if that was to be an equal decline um, from the peak, let's just see here. You know, that would put the Dow Jones down to twenty one thousand and it's now it's at thirty two thousand. So we could have a ways to go here, you know, and. But here's the thing. In the class, though, Rodrigo, we don't really guess. We let the market tell us what to do. These are just things that are on our radar screen. If the market starts to rip higher and starts taking out important resistance levels, well, then we, you know, then we change our thought um, because it's, you know, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Everyone could be wrong, but the market's never wrong. So that's why we let the market tell us what to do. Too many people go into it with these preconceived notions. Um, I'm going to use this. I'm going to do that. It's more a matter of going through the stocks and finding the, you know, you might look at 10 stocks that are oversold and maybe three of them, you don't see anything. Three of them are at support. And then, you know, two of them are really oversold and at support and they've just broke their downtrend lines. Well, there's your trading idea. You went through 10 stocks, you know, some look better than others, but then you found something that really sticks out at you. So what we do, and this is a big part of having trading models, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, is we have what we call a, a setup, right? Trading models generally consist of setups, triggers, and exit strategies. The setup is like parameters that need to be reached uh, for you to basically say, get ready. It's, it's basically like pretend you're, uh, you know, in a race. It's like get ready, get set. That's what the setup is. A setup could be a stock that's really oversold that's reached a support level. So we consider that set up. What would be the trigger to enter it? Well, maybe if it reversed and crossed an important short-term resistance level. So what we do is we build a trading uh, watch list of companies that are set up things that look like they might make moves imminently. But then the key is not to act until the actual move starts to happen. So you're not going to get the absolute lowest price or the highest price if you're selling, but that's how you stack the odds in your favor. You know, you just, it's a matter of just letting, letting the market tell you what to do. Letting the market give you ideas is, is really, I think uh, where people can get, well, can get success. Um, and in a lot of cases, I think it's easier than people, you know, people think some of the students who, who, like you said, have lost money at other places, um, are actually kind of surprised at how just simple, simple logic and fundamentals can translate into big profits. Right. And, uh, look, I mean, this is a pretty wild market. I remember like if you would have started trading, let's say during COVID, it's like, there's only one thing everybody's, everything's going up. Right. But now you have all these, uh, traders that came in on 2020 or 21. I mean, 21 just washed out all like a big chunk of the traders from 2020 wondering what's happening. Why are stocks not going up? CNBC said they only go up. So 
Um, I should expect that. But then ultimately, and it's sad that they have to find out by blowing up their account that not everything that you see on the news, you should, you should act on. And ultimately, you should trust yourself. Don't just buy. Like the other day, I got a call from this lady. And um, basically, this person put um, like forty dollars or $50,000 in calls in December uh, because she heard uh, on CNBC that they were pumping a Christmas rally. And they, according to CNBC, the Christmas rally always comes. And unfortunately for this lady, she actually believed that. And she put all her money um, and basically lost it all. And now she's in the trading school and we're trying to help her. But it just goes to show, guys, that like ultimately you just got to like phase out the news and learn this stuff yourself. Don't just buy what people tell you on the news. Do your own analysis. But look, if you don't know how to do it, that's what the trading school's for. Right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a matter of teaching yourself how to how to do it. Um, and I think that the way I look at the market and if, you know, the, the people who take the trial will will see um, I if I was on a desert island somewhere and I had access to my charts, but I didn't have access to the news, I really don't think my opinion would change that much. The vast majority of the time that the market's moving, what they're telling you on CNBC or some of the other financial media is completely wrong. They they just they just don't know what they're talking about. I'm not saying they're bad people, but they just don't have a background in trading. They don't they're journalists, you know, they don't really understand what's going on. I'll give you a perfect example, you know, where you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to figure to figure this one out, right? Well, March, the war in Ukraine started the very beginning of March. And for the first two weeks in March, all we heard about was markets down on Ukraine concerns, markets down on Ukraine concerns. So what happens on March 14th and March 15th? Well, we get a massive reversal. And then the S&P 500 or the stock market actually by the last two weeks of March is actually higher than where it was when the whole thing in Ukraine started. So, like I said, you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes, but just think about it. If the market's going down because of what's going on in Ukraine, then why did it start going up even as though things in Ukraine escalated, right? So, you know, I just, I just, I know, you know, it's a, I don't want to belittle it because it's such a terrible tragedy over there. But the point is, is, you know, the stock, people are watching this media and they're, I wonder how many people just panicked and threw in the towel because they're like, oh, you know, Ukraine, 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 I'm going to sell only to watch the stocks, you know, rip higher a few days later. So what moves the markets generally is how different parts of the market react when they get to certain levels or trends that are important. It takes a lot of financial news uh, or it takes something really big to actually move the market. Um, and then, you know, that's stuff that has to do with interest rates, or I think that S and P thing I talked about this morning is pretty important, but, um, yeah, I would, I would probably say like, it, you know, 95% of what most people think about the market is wrong. Um, you know, I hear all these things about the algorithms and dark pools and market makers and just, there's just a lot of misinformation, you know, like, like I, I was a market maker for two years and, I can honestly tell you, I never once thought, oh, gee, I'm going to go to work today to try to rip off the little guy. You know what I mean? So, you know, like the whole concept of what a dark pool is, 
algorithms. You know, there's just a lot of misinformation out there. So in addition to teaching about trading and investing, Rodrigo would also teach about what really how how Wall Street really works, you know, what really goes on on Wall Street. It would dispel a lot of the myth and the mystery. Right. And here's something else I, I want you guys to know. Like, um, look, we're in social media right now. We're on Twitter. But there's a lot of fake gurus, a lot of people that, you know, they just slap on a marketing ad. And I don't know why people are just really quick to do it. But I'll tell you one thing, man, from my experience, for everybody that's listening. When I traded, when I started trading, I basically made almost every mistake you could make. I got into these uh, chat rooms turned out it was a bunch of retail traders running a pump and dump chat room. Um, I've seen a lot of things where, you know, companies come out giving you trading services and then they magically disappear and there's no web. I've seen like some really sketchy stuff in the markets. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Um, I don't want you to learn through mistakes. I don't want you to learn the way I learned, which was, you know, going through these uh, pump and dump chat rooms, following these fake social media gurus, um, taking advantage of people that know even less than them. And ultimately, what I'll tell you is this. If you are serious about your money, which I hope you are, um, and you don't want to lose it, and you because if, if you go with the, with the pump and dump chat rooms, you're literally like the follower. You're following the herd, and you're doing exactly what they want. Ultimately, we want you to educate yourself. We want you to be a trader, a good enough trader that you find your own trades. You're not just following whatever someone else tweeted. You're actually doing your own trades, your own research, and that way you can hold yourself accountable, at least if it doesn't work, and you know how to work from there, right? Oh, I didn't take this into account. I didn't take that into account. But that's what the school is there for. And if you're telling me you have a, um, like right now, you have a choice. You can either go get a Starbucks, go get a Burger King, or you can pay for a week of the Benzinga Trading School for $7. I'd have to be on drugs to say that I... I think Rodrigo no. lost connecting. Before you trade, before you trade, I would say get the education. There's just no way that I would do this all over again and not get education. My bank account would thank me and the six, 7,000 traders that I've talked to on the phone, we're on the same page. And they're from an inter they're international. So this is not just a me thing. It's not a people in the U.S. thing. It's an international thing. Retail traders need help. And I'm just really glad that you're doing this, Mark, to educate the folks. Um, I wish this was there when I started, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's fun. It's, I, I like doing it. I like teaching people that, um, that want to learn. You know, that's, that's really the only prerequisite for the classes, people that just want to learn. Um, it's not like a trading mill. It's like, you know, here's our idea of the day type of a thing, or here's our, here's our trick of the day. Um, you know, to really, to understand how the markets really work, you got to make a little bit of a time commitment and, and just kind of go through, go through them. But that being said, I don't think it's much of a time commitment as you would think. I think we, you know, if you just spend a month or two with the class, you, you'll probably have vastly improved your knowledge of what really goes on. Um, but you know, some people, um, you know, you, you gotta be with it. Like, like I, I tell people, like, you don't just take a one karate lesson and hire the sensei to go beat someone up for you. You know, you go take karate lessons. So the sensei can teach you how to beat people up if, if, if ever need be. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's fun teaching people that want to learn. And a lot of the best insights that we get actually come from the students. 
uh, and not for me because there's a big um, community. A lot of people are really into it and there's some friendships developing and, and some study groups developing and um, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's, it's been a, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good, what is it now? I guess six months, seven months, eight months. Um, yeah, but it's, it's good, man. It's, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I decided to do it. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I just don't know where the confidence comes where let's say someone wants to be an, uh, an accountant, picks up a beginner's book, reads the first chapter and says, I'm good to go. Um, it, it's just not how things work in life. That's everybody wants everything right now. I get it. We all do. Right. But that's the wrong mentality. Right. We also have to go in with the education. Great trade, by the way, with the Kimberly stuff, the Kimberly Clark trademark. Um, I know you're running a little bit short on time because you got something to get back to with the school. Can you just tell us really quickly how I mean, I know I made money on that put, but like sh- so, so the folks know that you, we also do trades. We don't just learn all day. Right. In the school. Yeah, well, well, Kimberly Clark, um, it gapped up, and it ran into a level that was resistance before. Um, if if you if someone was to look at a chart, you could see right around the one forty four level. It was really important. Um, then it it sold off, found some support, but then it broke back into the gap. And things that gap up or gap, there's an old saying on Wall Street that gaps refill, and there's a reason for that. One of the reasons why there's support in the market is because people sell and then the stock goes higher and then they tell themselves, I made a mistake. I want to buy my stock back, but I'm not going to pay more than I sold it for. So levels that were resistance can turn into support if there's enough people doing that or saying that. Kimberly Clark gapped up from, I think it was 128 to about 138, maybe, and a gap means it doesn't trade there. It closes one day at 128. The next day it opens at 138 because there was good news overnight. But here's the thing. Because there was no one in that price range, that $10 price range, who was selling, there's going to be very few, you know, um, there's going to be uh, very few remorseful sellers trying to buy their stock back in that price range. So if something gaps up from 128 to 138, when it gets back down on the way down, it can gap right back down from 138 down to 128. And that's what happened with Kimberly Clark. But that's that's an understanding of how support and resistance works. Because, you know, when people say gaps refill, it's not just Wall Street folklore. There's an actual, um, you know, fundamental reason why that happens. So that's like the type of stuff that we explain. All right. Good stuff there, Mark. So um, I know that you do have to uh, you have some things to get to. Um, I'm going to, uh, just really quickly stay here for a minute after just to talk really quickly about the school because some people message me if so, um, I'm going to stick around here for a couple of minutes, Mark, but I know that you do have to get to some stuff though. Okay, Rodrigo. Thanks. I appreciate it. And thanks everyone for, uh, for listening. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'll see you in the school tomorrow. And, um, okay. all right. Yep. Thanks, for you guys that are here listening, uh, really quick, you guys are blowing up my DMs, so I'm just going to put this out here, okay? Um, if you want to join the trading school with Mark Petrino, all you have to do is to click that link on top. It's $7 for seven days. I don't I, – I, like it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be a plumber. You could be a CEO. You could be a marketer. You could be looking for a job. It doesn't matter. But this is a tool that you can use to learn how to read the markets 
and you can use it for your career also. It helps you a ton. But more importantly, this can be an additional source of income for you. Like it's been for millions of traders around the world, right? So don't jump into it uh, just because of the, the need of like, I need money right now. It's a process. And the education is a process, you know, like graduation for whatever. It's not it's not overnight. You want to become the best at something. It's not overnight. We might want it overnight, but wants are different from reality. And as a trader, I think it's important to know that um, ultimately, if you are the person that knows the least, you shouldn't be like there's a saying that like if let's say we're cutting a deal and you're the person at the table that knows the least about it, the least about the deal, you should not get the deal. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. If you are trading and you feel that you don't know a lot about what you're doing, then you should bounce, honestly, and make sure that you focus on the education because that's your gut telling you something. Um, but I don't want to take much time here, guys. I just wanted to answer a couple of questions. So uh, after the seven days, it's $14.97 for the year. It comes with a free laptop. You guys keep it. You don't have to return it. The classes are Monday to Friday. So let's say Monday to Thursday, we meet 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. And then we meet again from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is our regular schedule. Two hours in the morning and then one hour, 30 minutes to recap around noon, from noon to one. And we on Fridays, we only have one class and it's for office hours. And that's from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. All of this stuff I just went over is with Mark Petrino, who was just here with me, uh, former hedge fund manager. He's doing that live in the school. And you're also going to get access to Mark's live trading room, all of the student chat rooms. And guess what? You're also getting Benzinga Pro included. And I know regular people that use Benzinga Pro for trading. I know business owners that use Benzinga Pro to stay ahead of the competition and see what they're up to. So doesn't matter what what place you're coming from. Pro is a tool that you can use as a trader or as somebody that wants data and information of, of the public markets. You can use that. You have scanners there. You have a whole bunch of tools that we made just for you guys. The only competition, and I wouldn't even call it that, is Bloomberg. And that's like, I don't know, $7,000 a month. It's for equity firms. Um, in your case, you'd be paying $14.97 for the year after the $7 seven-day trial plus the school, right? So full year tuition, all four semesters, full tuition for the year, plus Benzinga Pro included as long as you have the school. So I think I covered everything there. Feel free to reach out if you have a question here or there. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys on the other side of, of this on the on the school and have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, trade responsibly. We'll see you guys next time.